Garrett Fondoulas is used to being alone. Very alone. This mountain I was working on in Maine, there was some virgin forest on this mountain that is, you know, except for moose tracks, absolutely trackless. There is zero evidence at all of any human having ever been there. I might as well have been the first person because the woods were just so complete and so intact. Fondoulas' job is to help map the Appalachian Trail. He roams remote areas, noting the edges of the trail and collecting precise data on each location. If anyone should be used to isolation, it's him. And yet... I'm in a boat right alongside folks that are trying to figure out how to be isolated because I'm trying to figure out how to be isolated while staying in one place. On March 23rd, the Appalachian Trail Conservancy recommended that everyone stay off the over 2,000-mile-long trail to avoid spreading the coronavirus. When we spoke, Fondulas was holed up in an old farmhouse in Pennsylvania that has been converted into a trail base. He's still self-isolating, though now in temporary housing in Maine. He's used to traveling the East Coast, sleeping in his truck, staying at various trail outposts, and camping out along the trail. Sometimes Fondulas has some unusual company. The red squirrels up north are the sassiest, most annoying little critters in the world, and if they're just out there yelling at me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give as good as I get. It is in these happier times that Fondulas gets to roam the Appalachian Trail as part of his rather unique job. I am possessor of the nebulous title of Corridor Stewardship GIS Data and Field Technician, of which there is only one about the Appalachian Trail Conservancy. Basically, that means he is in charge of figuring out the precise location of landmarks along the Appalachian Trail using GIS data. GIS, which stands for Geospatial Information Systems, is at the root of how all modern maps are made. Collecting GIS data involves documenting the precise locations of various points using ground-based measurements or even satellite data. Fondulas largely works to correct old or inaccurate maps of the trail, which are based on confusing old landmarks. But a lot of these surveys might just say the start point is the pile of rocks at this one person's property corner. It's like, that's great. That doesn't really help me 35 years later. Those rocks might have been moved, or in the cases of places like Pennsylvania, the whole mountain is a pile of rocks. Fondulas uses a GPS to collect his data, which pings his precise location up to a satellite and back to one of hundreds of collection stations, which store the information in a database. Most of the data Fondulas collects marks the trail's boundaries, but to get to these boundaries, he has to go in search of trail monuments like those piles of rocks that may or may not still be there. Sometimes it could be going through briar thickets or laurel thickets where it might take as long to make 500 feet as I usually make three miles walking on a trail. So for that, I'm mostly just walking trails, woods, roads, whatever I can to get as close as possible to the monuments before I actually have to bushwhack. Then I get out to the monuments, set up my survey GPS on top of them, and wait while the GPS does its thing. Despite the challenges of the work, Fondulas relishes the chance to spend so much of his time outside. He even looks the part. Fondulas has the kind of full facial hair and wild wavy ponytail that make him fit right in amidst the woods. But he never thought he would spend so much time in the wilderness. During high school, Fondulas became interested in engineering and went to college to study the subject. The summer after high school, he interned at a local engineering firm. Although he thought of it at the time as just a summer internship, it ended up turning into a job. He worked there for over six years while pursuing an engineering degree at various colleges. Even though I was going to school for engineering, they put me into geospatial information systems and kept me there for 
an awful long time. So I never had any formal GIS training, but I wound up just learning it from, from exposure at work. And then from that point, once I burned out there, I went out to spend six months through hiking the Appalachian Trail. Through hiking, or hiking the entirety of, the Appalachian Trail was something Fondulas had always wanted to do. He finished his hike in 2013, and afterwards started a seasonal position working on the trail. When his supervisors discovered he had experience with GIS data, they hired him to help collect it. He's been working full-time on the trail since 2016 and has largely adjusted to the job's required isolation. With my job, it's not that bad. Then I don't think so much about what's going on elsewhere because I'm focused immediately at the task at hand. It's when I'm between being deep in the woods and being fully in civilization, then that's when I'm really kind of bummed out and wishing I could just be with my friends. Fondulas feels like he is in this lonely, in-between state now more than ever. He would normally attend area contra dances, a form of social folk dance, near whatever part of the trail he happens to be working on. But due to the coronavirus, contra dances all over the country have been canceled indefinitely. As a contra dancer myself, I met Fondulas in a Facebook group called Social Distance, a hub for temporarily stymied social dancers. But even though Fondulas can't see friends at dances, he says being engaged with the contradance community is helping him. Last night I was on a voice call that some Western Massachusetts dancers have started doing at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays when they all would otherwise have been at the Amherst Contradance. So that's really cool to hear all their voices when before this I'm sure I was hearing their voices a whole lot less. Although these online interactions can be comforting, Fondulas misses the real thing. He doesn't know when he'll be able to leave isolation and get back on the trail. He suspects it might be even longer before dances, which obviously violate social distance practices, start up again. But he imagines that when he does dance again, reuniting with the community will be a powerful experience. It's going to be intense the first few dances after this. It'll be powerful as fuck, but it'll be a nice release to just be like, oh my goodness, I'm actually around these people again. For Science Line, I'm Rebecca Sohn.